fucked up everything. The Blues won the Stanley Cup one year ago today, unless you listen tomorrow, in which case it was yesterday. But whenever it was, we'll talk about it. Then we'll discuss the 2019 draft class, and Ian will quiz Steven mercilessly like the Kim family fed life off of the Park family in Bong Joon-ho's classic masterpiece, Parasite, which we'll talk about on the latest installment of Hashtag 2G1C Real Talk. It's a lot to cover, so let's get started and let's lift the cup. everyone welcome to the two guys one cup podcast it is friday june 12th we are here we have already started off better than last week because the microphone is plugged in allegedly allegedly (laughs) the the lights are on we are here in our freshly renovated and reorganized studios in the capitol hill autonomous zone in seattle washington where you know there are no rules. I was oh, like, why is it autonomous? Making it up. You haven't heard about that? No. Am I lost? Uh, oh, oh, am yeah. I lost? I oh, think I'm yeah. lost. And I've been plugged in for so long, but now I'm, I'm unplugged. There is a roughly six block neighborhood of Seattle, Washington, mm-hmm. right there in downtown Seattle that has declared itself an autonomous country. Sweet. And walled itself off from civilization. It is called the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone or the Republic of Chaz for short. <laughs> Oh boy. And within 24 hours of its formo- formation, a rapper turned warlord took over the community. <laughs> Can I tell you, I'm getting really bad uh, David Crash vibes out of this <laughs> yeah. whole scenario. Oh, oh you sure should, because Trump's already threatening. Oh, so. boy. <laughs> Ooh. I'm just, you know, we, we were serious last week, and all the issues surrounding this are very serious, but. You can't laugh a little bit at the Republic of Chaz. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with you. I gotta be honest with you. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a hoot. You gotta look. It I up. think I'm defecting. Apparently, um, yeah, some rapper whose name I don't know is like sending around armed thugs to like shake down businesses for protection and like make them play his music or something. I don't know. I'm not on the inside. <laughs> well, we are on the inside recording this podcast, yeah, right. but it's a special permit. You know, we got searched. At We're the, underground. At the gate. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we're here. It's uh, it's a nice night. A little, little hot in the studio. We'll get through it. A little warm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're warm. I'm warm. I run hot, you know? Yeah. I just run hot. Oh, it's the COVID. That's right. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, shit. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's June 12th, which means that it is the one year anniversary of uh, the Blues winning the, uh, Stanley Cup playoffs, which... Does it feel like it's been a year, or does it feel like it's been 
a couple months, or does it feel like it's been five years? All of the <laughs> time is so fluid. It feels very short in some respects, but it also does not feel that way. It feels like I feels like all our lives, mm-hmm. and it's weird to think of the things that have happened since then that are more recent, like the draft or. Um, you know, I, I can't think of other things necessarily, but like the banner raising or <laughs> yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. you know, like I, we didn't sign really any free agents or do any trades this summer mm. that were especially big, but like uh, the Justin Falk trade Justin or whatever. Falk, Marcos Candela's on this That's team. Right, which I still won't believe when he's back. That's, that's odd. Um, yeah, it doesn't feel like a year. It also feels like a lifetime. It feels surreal still. Like I don't, you know, it's... I I never really had a strong opinion of like this won't or this definitely will happen in my lifetime, mm-hmm. you know? Like I I assumed it probably would. Odds seemed pretty good. Most most teams don't have droughts last for a lifetime, you mm-hmm. know, but like but man, it just seemed like with the evidence in our lives, scant though it might have been, although, you know, it was half the franchise's <laughs> history. Um Yeah. Did seem like, you know, there were some curses or some whatever you want to call it. There were some issues. You you had the collapse against the Sharks the first go-around in 2016. And, you know, we had... I, I was less aware of, like, the, you know, Gretzky had it lost at ERA and mm. the President's Trophy year and stuff. But those all happened. And, and then, the you know, I mean, we don't have to rehash the story. We've got episodes online. we got to check if those are online, though, because I know we had some reports. If you guys know about SoundCloud and randomly disappearing episodes, hit us up, because yeah. we got we got problems. we but, got beef with SoundCloud. Right. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, we've got all the episodes from last summer that Kurt kind of, you know, detail our, our descent into psychoses and... <laughs> Uh, then our rise, our sudden rise out of it, well, into another form of psychosis, really. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, what do you think about, uh, you know, how long it's been and reactions and general emotions? You rewatched the game today. Mm-hmm. I've, I've rewatched some quips, but not the whole thing. Like, thoughts. Share your thoughts. Yeah, rewatching the game was kind of interesting because. I've watched a lot of the highlights over and over again. A bunch you you recognize when all the goals are going to happen. You you see a, a little play and you go here's here's the goal. Here's the other goal. Yeah. Here's the other goal. Um, but you've missed a lot of things in between. You kind of forget as hard as it is how good Jordan Bennington played mm-hmm. throughout the entire game, but especially the first period, uh, just bonkers and just like all the little plays. Like every I noticed so much this time around how good the entire team played after say the first 15 minutes of the first period <laughs> but like they're just like smothering like for the yeah. whole second period i don't think the bruins were in the blue zone for more than i don't know maybe like 15 seconds at a time yeah. 20 seconds there's a little bit of time they have there for a while and i noticed it because i had to like look up for my phone i was like oh the crowd's getting antsy because they're you know the bruins are in the blue zone for mm. so long now and that was it that was just it was a clinic and to me, it does feel, watching that again, it feels like it happened just yesterday. Mm-hmm. But then, like you said, thinking of all the things that have happened in between, you know, even outside of just social unrest and and yeah. the, the virus. But it's like, yeah, the Falk trade, the getting Scandella, trading Fabry, 
like just seeing like even seeing um Edmondson who I get was part of the Fox trade on the team I was like mm-hmm. oh yeah <laughs> it's like you feel like you're an old face <laughs> yeah. now even though you were here like a year ago and it's just nuts to me um to watch it again because it still doesn't quite feel real mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah the St. Louis Blues won the cup but not like not like the St. Louis Blues won the cup. <laughs> Just like this, I think I've said it before, it's like this team wearing the jersey and with the name of St. Louis Blues did win the Stanley Cup, yeah. but not that St. Louis Blues team I'm used to seeing. Uh, right. Which almost makes sense. Like, you, of course, they, like, shatter the mold that's in your uh-huh. head because if they were to stick they, in that, they would never yeah, win. And right. it's like, that's just what defined them. And so it's so weird to see them win because you're like, no, I don't think so. And yeah. it's so weird to see the confidence they slowly gain or to see the other team fuck up, see mm. Brad Marchand skate off the ice and mm. just leave Petrangelo completely just unchecked. Doesn't. It's like, whew, oh baby, that's yep. that's the Blues move. Mm-hmm. That's Jane Schwartz <laughs> skating off the ice when he's not supposed to. And you go, oh Jesus, Jane, and then the game was over. But it was them instead, and it's insane to me. It is crazy looking back at that game, even just if you watch the highlights, like... There was that, like, legitimately, like, 17-minute period in the first where we didn't have a shot on net. And it wasn't like... I mean, Bennington was great. mm -hmm. I don't feel like it was, like, an avalanche in one direction. No, that's the thing. We kept getting it out. Yeah. But they just kept coming back. It just didn't mount any offense. Mm -hmm. But, like, there's, there's the reality, which is that after we scored those two goals, the game was pretty much over. Mm hmm you know, I don't, there was never really any chance that the Bruins were going to win the way we played the rest of the game. But Mm -hmm. then like there was what we experienced and we were at Hopcat together, right? Hopcat down in U City. What's up? What's up to Hopcat? Great place. I hope hope it lives on. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know what lives or doesn't live. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean the experience of being in there, you've got a two goal lead. So you're not in that just like, cheek quenching panic mode but you basically are because it's game seven of the you know Stanley Cup final Mm -hmm. and and you watch this whole thing and you just you refuse to allow yourself to believe it even when it becomes three to nothing and then four to nothing all you know Mm -hmm. I mean at that point we started to kind of let it Mm -hmm. let it simmer a little bit but like certainly at least until the huge Bennington save on was it Yoakum yeah, Nordstrom. Nordstrom, Nystrom, yeah. whoever, whichever. Joachim, you're right. I just forget. Um, Joachim Noah, of the formerly of the Florida Gators and Buffalo <laughs> or Chicago Bulls. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, at least until then and really even beyond, you know, even into the closing seconds, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, it's it's disbelief. And, and there's I think there's just always going to be an element of disbelief, you know, mm-hmm. I mean. We could win five more in the next 30 years, and there's still going to be part of me that's going to be like, okay, but this run never happened. <laughs> you know? like, and, and I think that is not only the history of the team, but also the just the bizarreness of the season itself. And Yeah, I mean, they were I talking mean, about... Was our coach yeah, they were talking season. about that a lot in the broadcast. Like, oh, remember they were in last? And even I was like, oh, yeah, we were. And I was like, remember Mike Yo got fired? I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, my goodness. There was so much happened in that one season. The 11-game win streak, all this different stuff. And you talked about just out there, and I know we bring this up a lot, but Jordan Vinny was just a 
guy that we made fun of. Like, yeah, we it, knew his, na- his name sounded funny, and we, we said, moved on. We been all the time. I'm yeah. not sure anyone else even talked about him. Like, we were so weird that we made fun of his name. I'm not sure anyone yeah. else. Which isn't like a, ooh, we're proud of ourselves mood, because we certainly didn't have... Yeah. hold him in any esteem there and... was no way in a million years i would have thought he would play a huge role on this team mm-hmm. much less like win us the stanley cup yeah like and, unbelievable and there are guys like ryan o'reilly who feel ryan o'reilly to me i don't know if you feel the same way but it feels like he's been in blue for 30 mm-hmm. years like, i always think, you think yeah. about that it's not even two full seasons yet well i guess it's two full regular seasons mm-hmm. but not really but you know <laughs> Well, to me, and I get that he doesn't fit this mold at all, mm-hmm. but he's like, it's like David Backus never left, and instead David Backus was right level <laughs> leveled up completely. Yeah. And like, I mean, I get, I get, they're not even close to like the same player necessarily, mm-hmm. but it's like he filled that old bearded man role <laughs> on the team as a forward, and I was like, oh my god, like too and, handsome for his own good. Yeah, and like we talked about too, it's almost like he comes in here. It's not almost, it's true. He comes in here and he's just the best, he's the best all-around player we have mm-hmm. immediately. Mm-hmm. And not, I mean, even when we were bad at the beginning of the season, when we were just awful, that was the only guy who scored. That was the only guy who looked like he was trying. Yeah. That was the only guy that seemed to play through the entire season, mm-hmm. had whatever, a 70-point season, and that's a guy who was on a team just the year prior saying he lost his love for the game. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he's the Con Smythe winner, and it's like, yeah the message is buffalo something's rotten and you need to just you need to move the the stadium it's on an indian burial ground or something it's not good (laughs) but like yeah and then like you know in the course of that playoffs you watch robert thomas go from oh i think this guy's gonna be really good Mm -hmm. to like oh this guy currently is a dynamic nhl Mm -hmm. difference maker and a star in this league and and you know pat maroon was part of it which is still weird like because oh, yeah, you know yeah. for some reason like and it's nothing against him but it feels so surreal to me to be like oh yeah he was like a huge part in the eyes of the fans he was a massive part of it i think on the ice we maybe exaggerate his role <laughs> a little bit but like he did score one of the most momentous goals even if robert thomas did all the work and uh <laughs> And, and, you know, he's still a huge leader in the locker room, huge personality, great guy. And the hometown story, just like as if the rest of that story needed more spice, mm-hmm. you know, like he was just that extra little dash of pepper in there to like make it even a little bit sweeter. I know pepper doesn't make things sweeter. Oh, Jesus but, you know. Christ. <laughs> Don't try this guy's cooking. That's, that's right. <laughs> just add a little pepper to these cookies. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> I'll put garlic salt on these brownies, and it's gonna be good. Uh, yep. But yeah, I mean, just his whole presence, just the things you forget—the mm-hmm. boom, boom, gunner single, the going. You know, we went to was a game five um, at the arena mm-hmm. and watched it together. Um, Bozak tripping the charge. You almost died at game six mm-hmm. in the park. Uh, just all that stuff. Um, how did we win? How did the Blues win Game Seven after a showing like Game Six? Yeah, yeah, that seemed in, like insane. such a kick to the nuts. Where it was like, and no then, way we win now. But like, but also, but also weren't like, you confident? Back, we yeah, like they always bounced back. We weren't. I don't think we were. And they played amazing on the road too. 
I feel like I wouldn't let myself believe it, but I don't feel like I was in despair of like, Mm -hmm. there's no way this could possibly happen. Yeah, we've definitely felt worse. We've had been in much greater despair during the season or through other parts of the season than we ever were in the playoffs, I feel like. I'm I'm certain I was more, like not more nervous, but I'm certain I was more despairing entering Mm -hmm. game six in Dallas than I was... Game seven in Boston. I do remember that game six for Dallas being like, this could be like, it. Well, and that was the that was the perfect Blues narrative. Mm-hmm. Decent first round, go up two. Well, we didn't go up two. I don't think. I think we were up one and then yeah. it got tied. But like, take the lead in the second series and then shit your pants and lose it. <laughs> <laughs> There's the Blues mold I'm used to. And Sammy Blay steps in, and that's where Sammy Blay becomes kind of a star on the team and, like, mm-hmm. a fixture of their, you know, potentially of their future. And, you and know. Zach Sanford rose the occasion. Yeah, Zach Sanford was fantastic. Goal. I mean, you, Speaking of Zach Sanford's, the fourth goal he scored in that series, do you remember that earlier this season that was put on pause, he scored four goals in one game? Oh do you remember that? Yes. The more I looked at Zach Sanford during this game, I was it's like, oh, didn't you, have a nuts ge- didn't you have a nuts season this year? Wait, did we lose that game Yes, too? we did. And in, in Austin Matthews fashion, he scored four goals, and we still lost to, I think, the Golden Knights, I want to say. God, because I remember they're like, man, Zach Sanford scores four. And they were talking about like a win. And you're like, in the Blues win, they're like, Zach Sanford scores four. <laughs> I was like, oh. Good for you, I Zach Sanford. Not. You're two thirds of uh-huh. Red Barons now. <laughs> um, fun topic, just since it tangentially came up in a number of ways. There was a video online. There's a, a girl whose name I forget who does content out of Buffalo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, great stuff. I'll, we'll try to link her on twitter or something because she does some good like song parodies and stuff but she did a video today after all the eichel you know melodrama about like entertaining people's typically intentionally awful trade offers for jack eichel but one time at one point in the video somebody said i'm a toronto fan and i would trade you matthews for eichel without thinking basically Mm -hmm. and i wouldn't look back your thoughts which would you rather have Oh man, I guess I. I thought that was really interesting. The contracts I feel like are pretty comparable. Maybe yeah. Matthews probably making more. I mean, I guess I'd want Austin Matthews just because it feels like he's done more uh-huh. already. But Jack Eichel on like a competent team could be That's like amazing. Hard to tell, yeah. Or is he a locker room cancer? But people thought Ryan O'Reilly was, and he got out can of you, Buffalo. But and see, can you imagine maybe Austin Matthews Buffalo in Buffalo? Just Ooh. is cancer. That's what I'm saying. Put Austin Matthews in oh Buffalo. Oh, poor Austin he Matthews would be, would be in jail. He would have post Malone face tattoos in like a week. He would just be. <laughs> he would just. I'm post post Malone. <laughs> yeah, sure are. Pre post Malone, post post Malone. Um. I just thought that was an interesting question. But yeah, like everything about that season, you know, the rest of our lives, we're going to have those memories. And this is just the first of many anniversaries that I'm sure we as boys fans will celebrate and and honor. But it's just, it's, you know, it's still wild to think about. And it's, yeah, it's been interesting. Layla, I forget Layla was a part of all of it, who I've accidentally met a couple of times in public now i'm so sorry i didn't mean to meet you front door you know just knocking climbing over the fence in her backyard (laughs) you know just accidentally (laughs) this isn't my backyard oh my god who brought this ladder here i guess i just gotta fall up and over the fence (laughs) you know i was gonna say it's been weird 
that when the Blues raised the banner uh, in October, I thought, hey, that's kind of the the end of the run. That's the end mm-hmm. of this book, and you're opening the chapter on like the new season. And now that we've gotten to the one year anniversary, it kind of feels like it wasn't completely closed, and now it's closed. Mm-hmm. But then it also feels like it's not going to be closed until they hand the cup to the Florida Panthers or whoever <laughs> it's going to be, you know, yeah. in October. They're yeah. like, oh, okay, now we're really not uh-huh. champions anymore. And, like, this, that season's, like, over, over. But, yeah, it feels like feels like it keeps lingering, and I guess it kind of makes sense because Much there like hasn't... the cranberries. Yeah, of course. Uh-huh. Bless up. <laughs> the cranberries. <laughs> um, but, yeah, because we're still... We still haven't... No one else has won it yet, so it's still like, okay... We raised the banner. It's been a year, but we're still technically the defending champion. So uh-huh. I don't know. It's just kind of neat. Yeah. No. It, it's it's great, and it's I'm loving seeing all the tweets and stuff. And you know, it's not. It's it's a testament. We talked about this a lot lately, but like there are there's a group of people that tend to write off sports and kind of dismiss them and mm-hmm. as insignificant and a distraction and. I understand that logic, but when you see what this meant in people's lives and, mm-hmm. you know, people who say they had relationships with their dad or mom or whoever, because, you know, I mean, our friendship yeah. is largely, you know, I mean, it's evolved beyond that, I like to think, but it's largely... It is not. <laughs> <laughs> if the blues dissolved, this friendship would be over. This friendship would dissolve right along <laughs> with it. No, yeah, I mean, it's true. It's such a crazy thing how much this can just touch people and mm. i mean and especially like we were talking about last week too you want to you want to be conscious and involved with what's going on around you but also like it is nice to have that stuff that just comforting feeling of mm-hmm. just having hockey or sports or your team you know around and and new content to have and it's been what's been kind of interesting looking at these old uh videos and these old highlights has been like this is really comforting and i like it a lot mm-hmm. but it is this weird um itchingness i have where it's like i'm ready i'm ready for more yeah like even if uh, chances are blues get bounced whatever round two or something Mm -hmm. classic uh you know back to the classic we tried new coke it was great back to the classic (laughs) it bounced round two um but i but i want that i'm eager for it because i just want i just want more i want new i want to see what happens because i think that's been the annoying part of the pause for a lot of teams but i think especially the blues is like we want to get it again and we want to see how that how you know that story goes mm. but we also want to see and we don't get it again but how does that story progress into yeah. the next season and does the team evolve yeah exactly takes on new roles and like yeah just like we were talking about robert thomas it's like i practically forgot the kid was on the team and i was like mm-hmm. oh shit this kid's like sometimes you forget or maybe i forget that like young players aren't just going to go away like aren't mm-hmm. like these magic beans and they just walk off the face of the earth that they're actually going to get conceivably better than they are now yeah. and i'm like oh my god like we still have him and he's just gonna get better <laughs> i'm like holy shit that's amazing i'm so hyped i'm yeah. so excited for this and yeah i think for me looking back on all of these old highlights it's been really cool and i'm grateful that we have them and it's just neat that you can always you can always go back i've always wanted that mm-hmm. when you see teams that win things like oh you can just go into youtube and there's a video of your team winning and I was always like, I don't have one of those. <laughs> but now that I do, it's just so awesome. And yeah. I want I want more of it. I just want more highlights. I want mm-hmm. more games. I want more, more coming our way. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get back to it. And it's almost time. That's, that's, that's the fun thing. It's like, mm-hmm. Seems like it's a long way away, but a lot closer now than it was in March. So, you know, we're almost uh, that there. That feels like nine years oh ago. God. I was, I, 
I had a so like the night basically shit all hit the fan and with the NBA and the NHL, which I feel like was also the night we as like a world were like, oh, coronavirus is a real thing, you know. Was like I was at a friend's house and um, he had like a brand new condo that he moved into, and like I just went back to his place for the first time like this mm-hmm. last weekend and it was like oh i've put bookends on the pandemic which is not over stay safe everybody i get it but it was don't go to of, fritz's jesus right. <laughs> christ i went up there the other day and i was like i'm ready for ice cream you know with a line uh-huh. of people standing oh my fu- god oh no everyone said fuck it and there's one dude with a mask and i said you know what dairy queen's getting my business that's right I've, i was the line also insane oh it's like oh it was else. a regular yeah. it was a regular summer yeah, i was yeah. like I'm, and what's weird i'm is, surprised it wasn't longer than a regular i've summer. i've i mean we're here live talking uh-huh. with each other i've laxed a bit i think everyone's laxed a bit yeah but i found out where my line was because <laughs> i was like i saw a regular summer attendance at fritz's and i was like no yeah. No, 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 no. I was like, maybe, maybe in like a couple months, sure. But I was like, right now, no, nah, this feels no, like, yeah. I, maybe I can. But like mentally, I felt like if I stood there in line with people, I was going to feel like gross inside. I'm uh-huh. like, no, everyone, I got to leave. Yeah. I got to leave. Yeah, that's, that's very true. I went to Quick Trip. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I've definitely laxed. I'm a lot more lax than like one-on-one, yeah, know, yeah. small group, like. Like, I have friends that I want to see, you know, and stuff like that. And I'm still, you know, I'm basically, I, I was pretty hardcore locked down for a couple of months. And mm-hmm. now I'm a little more like, well, if you have to go to the store, go to the store. Like, But but overall, I'm still pretty cautious. And I went to, you know, Quick Trip a couple of, earlier this week sometime, early, fairly early in the morning. And I put on my mask and walked inside. I was the only person wearing a mask of like the 10 people that walked through there while I was in there, other than the employees, obviously. I was just kind of like, huh, is this, and it was kind of like, is this the world or is this just a random sampling of 10? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is like, I don't, you know, I'm not shaming anyone that's not, doesn't wear masks out there, but like, it's just, you know, it's something that I'm just kind of don't even really think about. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I'm going to pop one on because it's no, it's no uh, harm to me. I'm you telling know? you, I'm wearing, the, I'm wearing those masks next next fall or this upcoming mm-hmm. fall, even if there is no second wave, just because I want people to think I'm sick and leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> yeah, I want no, people to be like, oh, shit. Have two bonuses. I definitely, when the, when, when the masks started... I noticed that people who were wearing them, like at Deerberg's or whatever, mm-hmm. very friendly. I mean, not overly friendly, not breaking social distancing friendly, but looked kind of happy and had smiles on their faces. And then if you made eye contact with someone who wasn't wearing one, they looked at you like you were possessed. <laughs> so, I'm like, sorry, uh, bro. Yeah, get out of here. I with got the Rona. Rona. That's right. Uh, but yeah, so that's a little bit of a look back at the, at the Blues season, the Blues championship that was. We've got old episodes in the archive. We encourage you to go back and listen to them. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a once in a lifetime experience to do that for the first time. And mm-hmm. I hope we'd do it many more times in our life, but it's, you know, it'll be different. And in some ways I'm sure it'll be better at other times, but it'll never quite be the same. So, mm-hmm. uh, well, I think, a good point. you know, we'll probably make a habit of looking back, you know, when the anniversaries come up. So we've done that now. And speaking of things to look back on, because I wrote articles about them and it's easy. Tooth that <laughs> um, horn. The 2019 NHL draft is also almost a year ago now, which, as I was talking about, feels even weirder somehow. Mm. The 2019 draft feels like a non-event to us. We didn't have a first-round pick. We didn't make any trades. 
Uh, we drafted a bunch of middle prospects, no-name guys. Um, but I think I, I went, I did write this article this week, and I went through uh, and just looked at the five players we wound up with and looked at what they'd done in their draft season and what they'd done this season. You know, most of them shortened by coronavirus. Not the Russians. His was fine. <laughs> but... Um, but, uh, yeah, I thought it'd be interesting to just bring it up on the podcast and talk about these guys. We do a lot of prospect talk, and mm-hmm. we'll do a prospect pyramid, I don't know, sometime. <laughs> but, Someday. Um, but, Again. Uh, we, you know, these guys weren't really on our, our our last prospect pyramid. because We had them off to the side. They were mm-hmm. brand, they were newbies. We didn't really know much about them. Kind of our typical sort of position especially if you don't have a first rounder you know if your first pick is 60 seconds if we have overall, a, but if we have a prospect pyramid these new guys will be put in what we like to call the noob cube <laughs> <laughs> there we go i like it uh but yeah so our first pick 60 second overall dead end of the second round was nikita alexandrov a russian forward who immigrated to the QMJHL playing with the Charlottetown Islanders. Where have I heard of Russians going to the QMJHL before? Ivan Barbashev. Um, this is the I'm next sure Ivan Barbashev. But, uh, but I do th- I, I do actually think there are some similarities. At the time, Corey Promman called him a very smart center who makes high-level plays and is a creative passer. He can run a power play off the flank with his skill and vision. It's hard to find a true weakness in his game. I noted. I, I saw him at uh, Traverse City last year. Um, he really had a wicked shot. I thought that was one of that was the thing that most, to my fairly untrained eye, mm-hmm. most kind of jumped off the page at me. Which is, you know, what really does differentiate him from a Barbashev because they're similar in a lot of ways and sort of that responsible, smart game, but not overly flashy or overly, you know, super skilled. Mm-hmm. Which isn't a knock on either of them. Uh, wash or wash crack. That's later. Wash your crack is later. <laughs> but um, Alexandrov had sixty-one points in sixty-four games in his draft year, and uh, had fifty-four points in forty-two games before COVID shut the season down this year, which would have been a pace of eighty-two points in sixty-four games. So that's a a twenty-one point increase if he hits that mark. So pretty significant jump. Mm-hmm. I know anybody can. Justin's cat can score yeah, in the Q. I mean, come on, let's be so honest. Let's I'm you throw a rock on the ice. Freaking, How know, many points are you going? To that's get? right, like three or four. If you shine a laser in the net, seven. Seven but, points. Um, but uh, <laughs> still, it's an improvement. It's a big jump forward, and I think his his kind of crowning achievement this last season was he really shined at the World Junior Championship. Both. Both of the Blues prospects that played at the World Junior Championship ended up in the gold medal game. Mm-hmm. And uh, Alexandrov playing for Russia and Joel Hofer, who obviously became kind of the dandy. The dandy? <laughs> the dandy at the ball. <laughs> oh, my God. I think my grand great-grandfather spoke through my soul right there. <laughs> Call him a dandy. <laughs> he became... Uh, the uh, feel-good story of the tournament. There's no recovering. <laughs> what a dandy of a team. I'm what a dandy. Um, but uh, Hofer, you know, really carried Team Canada on his back from their first loss to the Russians. Uh, but Alexandrov was really good for Russia. He was second in scoring with two goals and six assists, and he scored a goal on Joel Hofer in a losing effort in the gold medal game, which uh, earned him player of the game honors for his team. So... I think Alexandrov hasn't necessarily taken a huge leap forward in terms of like how we would project him. I think he'd probably be a tier three, mm. you know, type of 
prospect pyramid guy. Spoiler yeah. alert. But um, I think he's a solid player, and I think he's he's pretty much a lock to make the NHL, which isn't necessarily guaranteed late in the second round, you know? So mm-hmm. good on Armstrong for finding him, I think. Mm-hmm. I was like, even if he feels like, a bottom six, middle six role. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to have those guys, and I think that's pretty good, especially for someone that seems like they could be just like an all-around good player. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not to put a, not to put them too close to anyone, but like you know, a high or a low-end possible like ceiling of like a Alex Steen if you're mm-hmm. just like an all-around player yeah. sort of guy. You know, a well, good two-way forward. Like I do compare him to Ivan Barbashev, obviously. You know, because he's Russian. Yeah, because I just profile everyone. Yeah, what a xenophobe. but. But I do think, you know, that's not a slam. Like, Arvin no, Barsha yeah, is a very all. solid NHL player, and one of the nice things about having won a Stanley Cup is you can say that everyone you compare him to on the Blues was a contributor in winning the Stanley Cup. Just, so, just like Stanley Cup winner Ivan Barbashev. That's right. So I just, you know, I think it's I think it's fair to say that there are similarities both in their development history and their game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's, a, he's one to watch. You know, we've got a... We've got that. We've still got a lot of good prospects yeah. this team, you know. If, especially if you consider Kyrou a, a prospect at this point, which I don't think he's played fifty games. We have our first this year. We yeah, have our first. Okay. Yeah. Um, Colton Ellis was the ninety-third overall pick. Went. Uh, he was. He was playing with the Ramuski Oceanic of the QMJHL, which is the uh, former program of one Sidney Crosby and the. I guess technically former program, likely former program <laughs> of the presumptive first overall pick, Alexi Lafreniere this season. So they were teammates, which means nothing, but I guess it's kind of cool. Maybe they can debut in the same game in the NHL, mm-hmm. and Robbie Fabry, Colt Nellis can score a goal, and Alexi Lafreniere, Connor McDavid can, you know, get shit from him. Probably not because he's a goalie, but who knows? Uh, <laughs> but, stones him. Uh, Ellis is a six foot one goalie. I, 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 not good. I was like six, too short. Too I like short. how six foot one is very, not very tall, but That's tall above for average. any normal human being. Very unacceptable for a goalie. Terrible. Is he bulky too? He's like a short, bulky man. Yeah, probably. Promman uh, called him one of the, but Promman did call him one of the most athletic goalies available. Where have I heard that before? He can get to pucks most people, most goalies can't. So he is kind of a Jake. Stephen, why do you want to be so um, mean to Colton Ellis? Why are you taking digs at Colton Ellis? Uh, yeah, fairly similar numbers in two seasons a 904 save percentage and a 241 goal against average in 29 games in 2018-19 a 910 save percentage so an improvement there a 247 goals against average in 46 games this season and just recently like as recently as the last week or so he was traded to the charlotte islanders to join voices with nikita alexandrov um and that's gonna be a good move for him because he you know presumably uh Ramuski will be rebuilding now that they no longer have Lafreniere. Mm. Teams have a, a really, you know, in the junior hockey circuit, they have a very short life cycle <laughs> of rebuilding and then competing and then rebuilding again. So they got a big haul for trading Ellis. Ellis will join Charlottetown and be on a top competitor. Uh, and it'll be good to see how he does under fire next season. I asked Josh Bell at the Hockey Writers, who's like our top prospect guy, 
what he thought of Colton Ellis, and he said, I've always really liked him. He's probably behind Hofer on the Blues depth chart, but not by much. He obviously needs quite a bit of development, but he definitely has the potential, good technical skills, good positioning, stays engaged. I will say that nothing really stands out as elite, but goalies are weird and can take off if they had the right tools, which he does. Um, and then we talked a little bit about how the boys have a, a number of good goalie prospects, including another we'll talk about in a minute. In a minute, And he said, unless you grab a Niter and Askarov, get as many as you can. Some pan out, some don't, and some surprise. I hope Ellis can get there for sure. I think Hofer definitely has a better chance, though, which I don't think is a surprise. Hofer, you know, stole the show at the... was a real dandy. What a dandy. Championship. Um, and, uh, you know, but, but I think... Quantity is great when you're talking about goalie prospects. You've got Huso, you've got Hofer, you've got, um, you know how Veli Huso is still a person. Very odd. He was the last person on the ice when they got oh, they, when he? they all like jumped in each other's arms when they won the cup. And I was like, here comes Billy Huso bringing up the rear. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but um, yeah, I like Ellis. I think uh, he's he's an interesting one to watch. Kian Washkarak. So not so not Keenan. Kian. Kian. Yeah, that's not a typo. That is okay. his name, unfortunately. Well, we don't get to choose uh, them. No, well, I mean, literally in this case, we did get to choose them. We could have oh, chosen anybody. Jesus, <laughs> Doug. Uh, what real Bill? Quick. Jesus, Bill. That's right. That's Wrong Armstrong. Right. Uh, crap! I can't think of this guy's name. I'll have to think of it. There's some guy. Uh, Oh, yeah, I figured it out. There's, there's a guy who's supposed to go in like the third or fourth round this year whose name is Gunner Wolf Fontaine. Oh, yeah. Ooh, if, baby. If you, if you fucking, I know every fan base in the NHL is saying this, but Bill, Bill, I'm talking to you. Don't fuck it up. Use your second if you have to. It don't matter. I mean, Montreal has it, so you can't, but do it. Do it anyway. Get it back. Trade them Jaden Schwartz to have Gunner Wolf Fontaine with a second round pick. You fuck. Anyway, that's my little pitch. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's my elevator pitch. Kian Washkarak. Um, I try every day. <laughs> from the Mississauga Steelheads of the Ontario Hockey League. He's scrappy. He's a fighter. Blues fan's going to love this kid if he ever makes it to the NHL, which he won't. <laughs> Uh, but he's got a good talent base. He skates well with the ability to push the pace, says Pronman, but lacks dynamism for his size. Uh, he went from 0.71 points per game in his draft year to 1.06 this year, which is a you know big improvement. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, late fifth rounders are far from guarantees, but he's playing in the OHL. It's a good program up there, and who knows? You know, he's got he's got the he's got the determination. He's a lot like. He's not anything like as a player, Humaging, but I think they're co- sort of similar, and they were both fifth round picks in the sense that, like, it's not going to be willpower that keeps them from mm. the NHL, you know, because they've got that in spades. Um, the Blues traded back into the seventh round, not back into because they had a seventh round mm. pick, but to get an additional late seventh rounder, they traded with the. Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs and got Vadim Sharinko, Vadim Sharinko, uh, from Dynamo 
Moscow in the MHL and ultimately Dynamo Tver in the VHL. He went number 208 overall, and I gotta tell you, and this is my random, completely baseless, I like this guy pick of the night. <laughs> oh, he's got fuzzy uh, feelings. Yeah, you know how I felt about Evan Fitzpatrick, who's now a nobody, so <laughs> somewhere to that. Evan but... Fitzpatrick, the real anti-Jordan uh, Bennington. <laughs> <laughs> unless he's not, unless, unless he is exactly unless he's Jordan, Jordan Bennington. Yeah, be whatever you want, man. <laughs> There's no rules no more. Uh, but the Blues traded up to draft him back late in the draft, uh, which I you know, I think means they specifically saw something in him. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, drafted two goalies in a in a season where they had five picks, four picks, I guess. Um, so you know, I think this is a guy I think this is the guy the Blues obviously wanted. And I really trust our talent evaluators, so I think there must be something there. Mm-hmm. His numbers look good. Uh, he had a 229 save or goals against average, a 936 save percentage in 19 games in his draft year. Uh, this season, he bounced up to a um, 162 GAA and a 936 save percentage in 21 games oh, in the damn. MHL, which is the Junior Hockey League. And he had 952 save percentage and a 130 in four games in the MHL playoffs, which they lost. I guess maybe they got swept, which would have been friggin' heartbreaking Holy for shit. this kid. Um, they must have been peppered. Then. Yeah, must have been. And then in the VHL, which is like this Tier 2 league under the KHL over there, uh, he had a 915 save percentage and a 228 goals against average in 16 games playing with men, so that's perfectly acceptable. Mm-hmm. He's just 19. He's a goalie drafted in the back end of the seventh round. So who knows? But goalies are weird, and mm. anything could happen, and I kind of like that the Blues had this guy. When Those it, are still pretty decent numbers yeah, for like a 19-year-old. Sure. And when at the time I was kind of like, why the hell did they draft this guy? Why do we care? You mm-hmm. know, what are they thinking? Now I'm like, oh, I like this. This is good. I'm down with this. So um, finally, a, a guy that I do not have any strong opinions on is Jeremy Michel. Uh, from Valdor Fours in the QMJHL. Sorry to the French people, French speaking people who cringed at my pronunciation of that, which I'm sure was. We apologize for your language being yeah. so shitty. <laughs> That's right. I know I said Valdor right, pretty much. Uh, pretty four, <laughs> four, fours, I'm not so sure about. But Why do they spell it in the way that they I do? I don't know. I do not know. Uh, consistency. Uh, for this kid, 16 goals and 26 assists for 42 points in 64 games in his draft year. 18 goals and 24 assists for 42 points in 63 games. This year, he's Mr. Irrelevant. He's the last pick of the draft. He's got a friggin' long way to climb. Mm-hmm. But, you know, good luck to him. I'd love to see him be the greatest hockey player to ever live and be a lifelong <laughs> I don't think it's likely, but... Not with a name like Jeremy Michelle. That's right. Sorry. But I think overall, you know, I think they did a, a pretty good job entering a draft with no picks. Yeah, so that's pretty good value for only having five picks and yeah. no first rounder. I think nobody this year regressed. Nobody looks like they were less valuable than what we picked them at. Mm-hmm. And if you end up not getting anyone of note from the draft after the year where you won the Stanley Cup, who, who gives a damn? You know? That's true. So that's your rewind. Any thoughts on that, or do you have something else for us to move on to? Um, I have no thoughts. I'm excited to do the prospect pyramid again. I'm excited for the draft, which will be in, I don't know, 
Thanksgiving? Do you think maybe Thanksgiving time yeah, will be, be on, the draft? It should be on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah why and not? And then the uh, the second through seventh round can be on the Friday after. Yeah, like no one gives a shit what I want, but like you know that means nothing to anyone else. But I would love them to center it around American Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would be fun for us and no one else. Yeah, I'm down with that. Stephen, I have before we get to other non hockey stuff. Okay. I have another quiz for you. Oh boy! And I don't have a nooner. This and you time, have not so. been drinking a nooner, ah, which shit. which I looked up. I don't even know if those are real. The bloom is about to be off the rose. I you think don't know if they're real. Good. You drank one too. I <laughs> could have been any liquid. I could have been any liquid. I designed a can just to make you drink an alcoholic beverage that didn't harm you in any way. For my, yeah. For my own devices. And you use this. Oh, I've got devices. <laughs> I've got this turned off. This will work well okay. for me. Okay, sorry. I get a lot. Of, I get a lot set up. There's a whole lot of setup to I this quiz. To, do I need to remind you my password here live on the air? No, no, no. Okay. That's just fine. Right. So, Stephen, the quiz is over nine players, right. and I want you, when I give you that player's name, to name all the NHL teams that this player has played for. Oh shit! Every NHL team this player has like played that. for. Except for the St. Louis Blues. They are all former okay. or current Blues players. Like you don't this. have to name the Blues. You don't name St. Louis Blues. Like it's you know brownie <laughs> points. Alright. Just the names. I don't care if it's Phoenix Coyotes and it was Arizona Coyotes. Right, don't right, care. Right. Mighty Ducks don't care. Okay, 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 okay. So So now I know that one of them yeah, was so the Mighty there Duck. you go. So you know they're both <laughs> on there. So the first one I have for you is Ryan Miller. Okay. Can you name me? Uh, the St. Louis Blues, no. Um, All of them. The Buffalo Sabres. Yes. The Anaheim Ducks. Yes. I believe the Vancouver Canucks are involved somehow? Correct. Is that where he went from here? I believe so, oh, yes. Wow. Vancouver, Buffalo Sabres from 2002 to 2014, Vancouver Canucks from 2014 to 2017, and the Anaheim Ducks from 2017 to present. So that's all of them? Like, yeah, oh, that's nice. all of them. You got them all. Okay. Nooners, baby! <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Where am I at? Why does it want me to edit things? Don't do that. David Perron. Can you name me all the teams that David Perron has played I for? I think I can. He of went, course he can. He went from here to Edmonton. Yes, the Edmonton Oilers. He went from Edmonton to Pittsburgh. Correct. He went from Pittsburgh to Anaheim. In a series of diminishing trades, (laughs) in each of which, in which his value decreased and diminished. The question is, was Anaheim his last stop before his second trip here? I want to say it was not. Vegas is one of the other ones. Is it the only other one? Yes. Okay. It is. It is. I won't. I won't make you. I won't no, make no. you agonize over that. Yes. I would have. I would have ultimately landed on it was. But Edmonton like, from 2013 to 2015, Pittsburgh Penguins were. So I guess Anaheim was like a half season. Yeah, okay. Anaheim would have been in just 2016. Wow. I think he got traded like before the Horses deadline. down. <laughs> Somewhere around there. So yeah, not not a ton of teams, but I always forget the Anaheim one, so I tossed them in there because I would have forgotten. So I got that one right? Yeah, you got it. Ice Mountain, baby. Woo! All right. <laughs> Keith Kachuk. Oh, not a chance. Not a chance. I'm going to give it a shot, though. He was a Phoenix Coyote. Mm-hmm. Was he also a Winnipeg Jet the first time? Was he? 
Yes. He was. Yes. Okay. Those, those, I counted those. I counted those as one. Um, it was it was the St. Louis Blue. Mm-hmm. There's we one. We traded more. him to the Atlanta Thrashers. Yes. Woo! Ice Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the Atlanta Thrashers. Why were they trading for to add, add. at the deadline? They would have. Would they have had? I guess they would have had Ilya Kovalchuk at the time. Like, a young Ilya yeah. Kovalchuk. Wild. Did they make the playoffs some year? Yeah, they did. I don't think they ever... They've made the playoffs a couple times. I don't think they ever made it out of the first okay. round. I think they're a real Columbus Blue Jackets and type. And so he's technically only played for us in the Winnipeg Jets. If you really want to think Yeah, about yeah, that. yeah. But two iterations of the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. I feel like I'm doing all right. Can you name me all of the You're teams? You're going to hurt me at some point. <laughs> <laughs> you name it Well, a couple of these are just like... <laughs> Are you serious? Uh, I, I took one off here because I was like, I, no, no way. Um, can you name me all the teams that Yaroslav Halak has played for? Yeah, I can do this. Montreal Canadiens. Then he came here. Then he went to the Buffalo Sabres. Oh, wait. Yeah, I went. Yes, he went to the Buffalo Sabres from here, right? He did. But that he didn't stay there very long. Because he went to the New York Islanders, but did he go to somewhere in between? New York Islanders are on the list. Right. Was he Was he on the Minnesota Wilds for like a second? No. He was I made not. That up. Okay. Alright. Buffalo had him. And I know he had a game where he refused to play us. He did. When he played was that was he a saver at the time? I, I feel like he came back to our division. I will give you a hint by telling you that the Buffalo Sabres, by by the wording of this question, are not on the list because he never played a game with the Buffalo oh, Sabres. okay, okay. It's a trick, but it's so not a trick. Did, who did he go to? Was it in our division? I mean, that will be too much. That will be giving too much away. Who did they funnel him to? Because he was only there like that part of that season. Yeah, it was a very short time. the end of his contract. Oh, crap. The other team is the Boston Bruins. Correct. I know that. But, um, <sighs> crap. Who was that team? I mean, I remember all the drama around mm. like him kind of bitching out and not playing us. But What a bitch. <laughs> but, I love you, Yaro. I cannot remember who it was for. It wasn't the minnesota wild i don't think it was the jets i don't think it was the red wings i wanted to ask you about devin dubnik but he'd never played for the blues <laughs> <laughs> i wonder if i could though we should do we should do some that aren't on the yeah. blues sometime that'd be fun um ah crap 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 crappy crap 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 was it a division team it was not okay because that's where my mind's fixated. Some other East Coast team, then. Not Columbus. Shut up, cat. <laughs> She's trying to She's give you the, the answer. <laughs> Is it the Spidey Cats? Is it the Florida Panthers? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not. I'll a good guess, I think. Uh, I don't have it. Tell me. Is the Washington Capitals. Oh, really? 
Yes. Wild. I know. I, I wouldn't have guessed that. I would have never years. guessed that either. Honestly, <laughs> it's BS. What did they? What did they get to give him to the Wild? Like a f- fifth round pick or something? Probably. I don't even right? know. Probably had uh, probably Phoenix Copley. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably right. All right. Phoenix Copley. Can you name me all the teams hooked that, on Phoenix that Paul Korea played for? I knew he was going to be on this list. I knew it as soon as you said Mighty Ducks because I knew that's who it was going to be. <laughs> he was a Mighty Duck. He was. He's a St. Louis Blue, and he was a Colorado Avalanche, and I don't know anything else. But let me think about it for a minute. Um, I I'm I'm scared to ask this question. I may How not many answer. teams it. am I missing? Just one. Okay. Just one. I thought it was going to be more. I put him on here because I thought it would be more, but I was wrong. Did we not sign him from either Anaheim or Colorado? Was it the team he came to us from? I think we signed him as a free agent. I don't right, think we right, traded for like him. What the season before was he on one of those two, or was no. he on this other team? It was on this other team. Okay. All right. That could help. Because yeah, when he was in Colorado, he played with Solani. It wasn't. It wasn't the Flyers, right? I'm thinking of the no. year, I think, who played most another, of the Another teams. small, yeah. Um, and had a lot of concussion issues. Pretty much the same player. And I love them both. Oh, boy. Not the Coyotes. feel like pretty queerly. Mm, Canadian team? No. He never played for a Canadian team. Huh. Huh. Sorry. Is he American? Sorry, Paul. Well, he was like Japanese Canadian, I think. Well, yeah, trying. well, yeah. People are proud of his Japanese heritage. I well, yeah. I think he's Canadian. I think he is. Uh, I have no idea. Buffalo Sabres. The National Predators. Oh, that's... He played in their nasty dirty. silver jerseys. Oh, Just for a God. season, I think. What was that? He played for them in from 2005-2007. Maybe he's the guy under that freaking lucha mask. It could be. Paul, Paul Curry is the ultimate predator. <laughs> He's off the floor. He's on the on the turnbuckle. <laughs> Can you name me you all of the teams that Pavel Dimitra played for? Not a chance. Not even a chance. He was on the Minnesota Wild, right? He was. <laughs> I remember that because I was like, how dare you? Why do I know that? Because I think it's his Wikipedia image. I think that's why I know that. He was a St. Louis Blue. Is there one other team? There are three. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. I should be able to get at least one. Um, oh, my. Oh, boy. I don't like this. Was he a Toronto Maple Leaf at one point? He was not. I will tell you that he spent most of his time with the Blues. Like, this career, most okay. of his time was with the Blues. A lot of these other teams are... Three seasons, maybe a season, before two or seasons. After? Um, I'm looking at this. We didn't draft him, so no. One is before, and three, including the Wild, are after okay. we had him. Oh, because we had him from '96 to 2004. I've looked at his stat page a lot, so I feel bad about not knowing more of these. The one before, I don't remember. The three after, I do. But that's just because I know a lot about Pavel Dimitri. Summon the power of, of Justin's cat once again. Once again, Ch- I call to you. <laughs> chasing a laser, a laser with the Akati Bather Teton, and he cannot be reached at this moment. 
Montreal Canadiens. Why did I think that? I was like pretty confident that was correct. Dude. Yeah, he was. I was wrong. Another <laughs> uh, <laughs> Winnipeg Jets, not the Arizona Coyotes. Now I think everybody is going to be a Jet or Duck or a Coyote. <laughs> Some of these are a lot of the same teams, but none of these have uh, Calgary we... Flames. No. Now I'm just naming teams. I'm going to take one more guess. If I'm not right, then I'm wrong. If you right? get this right, then you get another okay. guess. We'll, do, we'll make up weird random yeah, rules yeah, on the fly. Well, sure, why not? Uh, we're doing it live. <sighs> Center yourself, Steven. You know, you know the look in your you heart. You know it to be true. You know it to be true. Why am I going to say this wrong answer? I'm not going to say that wrong answer. I'm not going to say that wrong answer. You're an idiot, Steven. Don't say that. Oh, my God. <sighs> The Dallas Stars. No. Oh my! You know I could see him in a Dallas Turner Stars jersey. Was the one that went to the Dallas I think Stars. you're right. Paul Demetra okay. before the Blues played. I wanted to say the Columbus Blue Jackets. I knew that. No. Was, that was the one where I was like, don't no, say that don't one. say. <laughs> before the Blues, he played with the Ottawa Senators from '93 okay. to '96. Uh huh. Then after us for a year, he played for the L.A. Kings. Okay, the, I, would, I don't believe you. <laughs> then the Minnesota Wild for two seasons, uh-huh. and then the last two seasons were with the Vancouver Canucks. Okay, yeah, I believe that. I only remember that because I was like, is he still, I was like, are you still good and this team's good? I'm like, you're quite the veteran. And then he unfortunately went too much. Yeah. Sad. He was still was fairly like, young, right? I mean, he wasn't like at the end of He his... was like 34. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't like, like super old. Uh, he wasn't Chara old. No one's Chara old. <laughs> no kidding. All right, this one could be... I think this one's easier, but there are more teams. Okay. All the teams that Chris Stewart has played oh, for. Oh, okay. Uh, Colorado Avalanche. Yes. St. Louis Boys. Yes. Buffalo Sabres. You got and it. He actually did. He did, actually. <laughs> Unfortunately <laughs> for him, he did have to play there. Um, we're not counting each of seven trips to the Minnesota Wild. No, right? we are not. <laughs> but, but, but you remember that there were several. I forgot that there was several. I'm sorry. Um, and then also, did he ever actually get to the Philadelphia Flyers? Because I he know did. Chuck Fenton tried to get he him. He did. Okay. You've only, you, got, you nailed four of them. Um, There's only two more. Buffalo to... One of these I don't remember at all. I'll be honest. Buffalo to... He's a Canadian kid, but he did not play for the Maple Leafs. Oh, God. Where did Anthony play? Was he a king for like a half a second? No, no. Anthony, I believe, played all over the place, but I think he, he was, was like a, a hurricane, king. too. Yeah, I think so. But Anthony was definitely a king for a while. Chris Stewart. Like, it couldn't have been good teams after the Sabres, right? These aren't, I mean, they're like fine, but it's not like it was one, too snuck one's, onto the penguins or something, right? One's not anymore. And one, and, <laughs> and one would like to think just that. just doesn't exist anymore. Well, no, one would, none, one's not a good team anymore. Okay. And one would like to think it is a good okay. team. Okay. Interesting. Okay. I'm not, oh, wait. Did he play for the Blackhawks for like. No. Oh, man. I feel like that you've convinced me that that <laughs> happened, but no, he did not. I feel like there was a minute where it was like, are they doing this just as like a weird troll just to be an ass. Of? No, that's what I thought Minnesota um, was doing. I was like, don't you guys understand he's washed up? I don't care. Uh, not good anymore. And 
uh, well, that could be the Red Wings. Oh, that could be so many that teams. Could be so many teams. Uh, I will tell you this: they're both in the Western Conference. Okay, that's too much info because now I can just guess them all, but I'm not gonna. Ooh, you know who would be a perfect place for a guy like Chris Stewart would mm-hmm. be the Edmonton Oil. <laughs> that would be true, but, but it's, it's not. That's not. not. Okay. That's no, a good no. idea. All right. All right, I got one more guess, and then I, if I get it right, it's a lifeline, and if I get it wrong, I'm SOL. So I've named like half the teams in the Western Conference. Who are the teams in our division? It's not any of them, but maybe it is. <laughs> um, I'm just losing it. Dallas Stars, that's not a guess. It's a that's not, I'm, I'm just, just saying them out loud. <laughs> Unless it's right. <laughs> wow, you're just making up the rules on the fly, huh? Um, the Kansas City Scouts. I will count that as a guess if you, <laughs> you, say if you that don't straighten up. If you don't straighten up, God damn it, I tell you. <laughs> um, uh, not good anymore. I said the Kings, it's not them. Maybe they were never good. <laughs> That's not true. The San Jose Sharks? No. No, so close. Who was it? The Anaheim Ducks. Oh, I didn't want to go back to that well. Damn it. Well, they weren't the mighty. Was Ducks. he there with Chris, was he there with David Perron? I feel like they were Maybe. Well, let's see. Uh, but, but, uh, he was in the Anaheim Ducks for 15 to 16? Uh-huh. Did we get Perron back 16 17? Yeah, because then he was gone 17 18 and came back yeah. 18 19. So they Oh, were. there they were. Oh, you old buddies. I don't know. If they Did they even play relationship? together? here yeah he was here for a little bit he was here brown was here for a little bit and the other team that i don't recall at all and i'm trying to check my notes was only there for a season he probably played a game because the next season he played no games with any nhl teams the calgary flames (laughs) (laughs) that would be the team that likes to think it's good (laughs) sorry calgary trust us (laughs) (laughs) all right i will tell you the truth these next two not a Red- redonkulous. Well, You'll get a lot. the one you removed? Do you still have the figures? Or did you no, I don't. There was Jordan Leopold, who I was okay. like, I don't know. <laughs> the, Us team and the, the Wild. and the Sabres, yeah. I think. And, that's and there were like, that's there were like seven other ones. Like, okay, bye. My daddy is from Minnesota. Please trade for him. This is, I think this one's being a little mean. Name me all the teams that Chad Johnson has played for. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> <you>. <laughs> I'll give you three strikes because there, there's, um, there are seven of them. So you should just be able to shoot fish in the barrel. I will also tell you, let's see if there's like a fair split or something. One, two, three. I guess it's not really three are in the west and four are in the east. There you go. Well, I know the Buffalo Sabers is one. There you go. Uh, and I'm Ducks is one. I know that because that's mm-hmm. where it went from here. How many of these players did Deanna, did not play for the Anaheim Ducks in? Actually, don't say it yet, because I could yeah, count yeah. back, and I could guess that the last one's on there. Oh, wow. Fancy. Um, Chad Johnson was a Philadelphia Flyer? He was not. not. <laughs> okay, that's one strike. Uh, Chad Johnson... Oh, 
one of, one of the right for one of the Alberta teams, I want to say. One of these you can go to the well on, I think. We've had a couple from here. Although we started with a couple from there and then we kind of walked away from that yeah, team. But... Arizona Coyotes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah baby. Coming in hot! <laughs> Chad Johnson. He probably didn't get a Stanley Cup ring. Probably did. This year? For our year? I mean, he was on that team. Can't. Chad Johnson was on right? that team. That's the, I think that's the best. Wild. I think that's more crazy than being in last, yes. quote unquote last. Uh-huh. I think Chad Johnson you remember was how, at Ballpark Village. You remember how we were like, this is fine. Ch- Jake Allen, Chad Johnson, fine. This is great. Oh my God. Why? Wow. This is like the Mike Yo thing where we were just like, yeah, I think this will work yeah, out just fine. It's great. Great. It's <laughs> no great way, coach. No way this can fail. Oh. Jesus. Oh boy, okay. So you um, have what? One, two... I've got four left. Five left. Yeah, so you will have one in the west and four and the three in the east. Yeah, one in the west, three in the east. Did he... I'm going to use my one question. Okay. <laughs> that, that you now get, apparently. <laughs> okay. Did he play for an Alberta team? Yes, I'll give you that. <laughs> Which seems unfair, and I okay. just get a guess. Although well, that's very hard. Strike though, so I gotta get the guess right. I want to say the Calgary Flames. You were correct. Okay, all right, all right. I think I would have just said the Calgary yeah. Flames. <laughs> you just want to know so if they played for them. To, wanted to narrow it in. So now I've got only Eastern Conference yes, teams. Three. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say the Tampa Bay Lightning. Wrong. Wrong leaves me wrong. Okay, I've got one guess left. Unless you hit it. Stick and move. Stick and move. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've got a lifeline. Uh, the New York Islanders seems like a lock. Is it not? It's it not. is a lock. Okay. It is. That's where the goalies go, yeah, yeah. baby. And then they leave. They go. They get the fuck <laughs> out of there. Else. Exactly. Uh, so two, two left? Yeah. I'm pretty proud of myself, to be honest. Yeah. Um... I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I'm not guessing this yet, but the Columbus Blue Jackets feels right. Sure feels right. Um, uh, you really want people know, to play on the Columbus Blue Jackets? You know what? Jackets. Effort, the Columbus Blue Jackets. He did not. No. Oh, damn it. He played for the New York Rangers at the beginning of his career? No, I'm sorry, no. I intentionally didn't guess. 2009 them. to 2011. Uh-huh. And the Boston Bruins. Oh, I'm from so sorry, thirteen Boston. to fourteen. Maybe that. Maybe he makes teams great. Maybe his departure. He just makes leaves. Champions. We got to get him to boot him out of here. <laughs> haven't you? Haven't you heard, Stephen? You heard. We have one player left. I'm not going to like you, am I? Would you like to guess who this player is? Uh, is he a recent blue? No, <laughs> but he's not. But he's not. He's not like ancient. Uh, is it Pat Maroon? No. Okay. Um. I'm so happy. I'm so happy because when I made this, I forgot about this person. I was like, "Show me a list of like who's played on the most teams." Like, oh, we got one. We got oh, one. No, <laughs> it's Lee Stepniak. Yes, it's Lee Stepniak. <laughs> I hate you so much. Steven, guess half the league, and you'd be right. Ice He's, Mountain, baby, let's do this! One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, not including the Blues. <laughs> He's played for ten teams. 
a full third Holy of the shit. NHL hasn't existed before he retired. Oh my goodness. Uh, I'll give you three I know right off the bat are the Toronto Maple Leafs, <laughs> suckers, the Boston Bruins, Correct. and the Carolina Hurricanes. Yep. Your phone My phone's going okay. crazy <laughs> over this. The callers love it. The agent is on the line and he's trying to tell you there's an 11. There's, there's an 11 team. Oh, good. It's nobody. Very good. Oh, no. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, how many? That's uh, three strikes again? Yeah. I mean, of course. That's, like, that's how baseball works, like, the yeah. sport we're talking about. <laughs> okay. Now, can I. Can I analogize to a baseball team and guess oh, Is this the, right. <laughs> the Baltimore Orioles? Who, what shitty teams would Lee Stemniak have played for? Is that a pretty good barometer? Yeah, but no, also no, not yeah. because he people gets want them. contenders. People You're want right. All the time traded to contenders, that guy. So, mm, I feel like what's Get crazy and say the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yes. <laughs> Not on a cup year, of course, because my boy is no. Stephanie, but, um, 2014. Oh, so closely, so close. I should think about all early. the teams that didn't quite Oops. win cups. Mm. Um, oh, I'm on a heater. I don't want to lose it. I don't want to lose it. <laughs> Toronto, he, came, he went from here to Toronto. Was he drafted by us? Yes. Yes, yes. We were his first Captain team. Lee. He was never a Vegas Golden Knight, but I am going to say them honorarily. I'm not a guess, but it's an honorary. Big ups, big ups yeah. to the Vegas <laughs> Golden Knights. First captain, Lee Stemniak. Oh. Who, from whom would they have selected him had they selected him? That would have been Carolina, I feel like, right? Huh? <laughs> the team he was playing on towards the end of his oh, career. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, I feel like he took a trip to Florida at some point. He, I'm gonna. He didn't. He did not. Uh, all right, that counts as a guess because he confirmed it. I'm so. Sorry, I shouldn't have said anything. I should have said nothing. Uh, I will tell you that there is one, two, three. So you have what? One, two, three, four, five left, and two are in the Western Conference. Three are in the Eastern Conference. And I'll help you. I'll help you out one more. No, no California. Zero California. Oh, wow. California is out the door. No, they, they really strongly prejudiced against Lee Stemniak. Mm-hmm. You know who I want to say that's not right? This is the Dallas Stars, but they can't be right. They're not. They're, they're not. not. They're, they're not. not. I'm confirming that they're not. not. So that's, that's not fine. a guess. That's fine. I didn't, I didn't make guess. a mark. There's no marks on the paper. I mean, there's a lot of marks on the paper, but not for that. But not for that. Uh, come on, Ice Mountain, you got something for me. You got something in you there. Think that's what... The bottle of truth. <laughs> it's like D-list Iceman. <laughs> I called you Maverick earlier, and now you're Ice Mountain. I made it. I was close, but I made it. All right. <laughs> um, hmm, the Vancouver Canucks feels correct. I'm going to say them and be wrong. Wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm, I'll help you even more. You can go back. We've named we've named three of these teams already. Two we have not named in oh, and other and other yeah yeah yeah. But there's a couple we have. The haven't. Calgary Flames. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. That one felt right. That one felt right. Chuck a move. Man, right. what's wrong with Calgary? Right. I mean, but not for Lee Stepniak. All the other moves yeah, they've made. Right, it's just exactly, a general question. Exactly. One more Western, three Eastern. 
Yes. Or two western, two eastern. Okay. No California. Yeah, that's yeah. It really narrows it down. Sorry, I'm just like, it, it takes three teams off All the right, board. that means there's like some central division teams on here. There, Have I will I tell said you this. the Arizona Coyotes? Because that feels appropriate. He you haven't, but, they, but he was. <laughs> yes. But he was. Okay. All right. Right. You're down to two East, one Western Conference team, and I will tell you the Western Conference team is in our division. I'm checking the notes. See, I want to say... Yes. Mm. He wouldn't have been a while. Had too much respect Ooh, for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't make stupid decisions. I don't, he, I don't think he was a pred. Had too much respect for him to be a pred <laughs> Blackhawk. Which leaves the stars who are compelling, the Avalanche who aren't compelling, and the Winnipeg Jets. Was it the Dallas Stars again? It was not. Oh, God, why'd you lead me off course? <laughs> off course! Was it the Nashville Predators? Did it was not. That? Oh, my God. It's... It was the Winnipeg Jets, which oh, I don't remember oh, at all. All right, let me take a shot at the East. Let me take, take a your shot. Take your two Eastern Conference teams. One of these I don't remember at all and one I do. Okay. If that helps you at yeah, all, in my brain. Uh, this one of these teams we've mentioned before, uh, and another one we have not. Yes. The New York Islanders. No. All right, tell me. That's... The New York Rangers. No, Lee. I and, got too much respect for you. And in 2015-2016, I can't recall why that would be a thing. I guess they had them the whole season. Uh, the New Jersey Devils. I, 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 don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why, but nevertheless, that is where he played. That was this was a terrific. Place. Yeah. I enjoyed it very much. Oh, at least Stepniak was I'll so turn much the fun. Tables on you sometime. You're not gonna see it coming. Oh boy. These are creative. Did you come up with that yourself, or was that a Steve Dangle? Uh, this one was steal. more of a. This one I don't steal from Steve Dangle. This is a puck soup steal. Oh, okay. But theirs was like. They had made a list of all of the players, the 60-something players that had played for eight or more teams in their career. Mm-hmm. And then they had a random number generator, and they'd be like, all right, three. And then they'd be like, okay, can you name me all the players or all the teams this player played for? And I was oh. like, well, we'll do, I was like, we'll do blues players, and then we won't have to make them all insanely hard. But yeah, Jordan Leopold was up there. Lee Stepniak is the Who did you blues player the most. Who did you that would be interesting? Okay. I, yeah, I'm trying to like, think. Not brain numbingly hard, but like, you know, I was like Chad Johnson was a good one. That was deep. Mm-hmm. That was a deep cut. I was trying to think of like Chris Mason for Roman a while. Pollock's interesting. Roman Pollock. Is it just the stars of Maple Leafs though? Or I know. See, that's the thing. Some of these could have been trickier. Where it's like, was it just those two? Is like, yeah. yes, it was. But yeah, there's there's a couple that are out there and like. If I had more time in it, I'd probably look at them and see if there was any crazy teams that I forgot players played for. And be like, oh, let's see if he remembers like that this player went to like the San Jose Sharks right after us. Who could ever recall that? I was like, yeah, I don't... Ian Cole, but Ian Cole just went to Pittsburgh and then the Avalanche. It's like, okay. But yeah, there's 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 some fun ones. But yeah, Lee Stepniak jumped out at me. I was like, ooh, baby, yes. That's Lee Stepniak. Choice. That fits for this podcast. And, uh, you know. And it's over. Lee Stempniak bounced from team to team like a parasite, which brings us to our <laughs> latest episode of 2G1C Real Talk.
Parasite, the uh, best picture winning film mm-hmm. from South Korea, uh, released last year as best picture winning films are directed by Bong Joon-ho, whose name I probably butchered. Um, you know, for folks who haven't been around for real talk before, the, the hockey stuff's over. Yeah, it's done. Much. Uh, we're gonna, what else do you want? We're going to talk about this here movie, and if you're not interested in us talking about this here movie, I guess we'll see you next week. <laughs> but it's a good movie. It's, uh, it's a wild one. It's a little bit of oh, a yeah. wild one. Very evocative. I've heard some people that say it is not much like uh, Get Out by Jordan Peele, and those people are wrong. <laughs> um, Another movie that I... Uh... I'll have to see. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm. I'm surprised. I will say, I'm surprised I've seen Get Out, but I have, so I'm proud of myself. Stephen's woke now. Stephen right. is woke. I am more woke than you. There's no doubt. Um, <laughs> what were your thoughts about Parasite? You are. I don't know why I was gonna say this. Do You've it. You've been to Korea. <laughs> I have. You're more familiar with Asian cultures probably than I am. I've seen all um, of these people. That's I've seen right. this movie play that's out right. in real life. Exactly. I you lived in the basement of a Korean <laughs> millionaire's home for three weeks, and they never knew you were there. I enjoyed it immensely. I didn't think I was going to like it as much as You've I did. You've watched it a couple times now, right? Yeah, I've seen it twice, mm-hmm. yeah. And it was it was one I wanted to watch, but then I just never got around to watching it. And then someone brought it up, like, hey, let's watch it. I was like, oh, sure. And I knew there was some wonky thing to it of people. I was like, oh, it gets weird, apparently. Mm-hmm. I don't know when. And then I thought I knew that it got weird at certain times, and that wasn't it yet. Yeah. This did a good job of being like, it's not a horror movie. No, I'd say it's more like a dark comedy, comedy sort of. But it's kind of a horror movie. There are definitely parts of this movie that feel horror-like. definitely a point when, you know, full spoilers ahead for anyone that hasn't yes, watched it. Spoilers coming so right now. got about five seconds. But uh, there was a part... When the rich family was on vacation, and the poor family, the uh, Park family, is that the? I think the Park family is the the rich rich family. family. What is his name? Uh, Key is it Key? The Kim, no Kim family. Yeah, that's the that's the Um, main poor family. But uh, when they're in the house, and the old housekeeper shows up. That actually is where, like, the more horror elements kick off. Mm-hmm. But I thought she was going to turn into, like, the Cloverfield monster. Just, just <laughs> <laughs> you were like, oh, I heard this one. Is, I heard this movie yeah, gets weird. Yeah. So it was Stephen Well, I hadn't, a though. Thousand that's, what, percent. That's, that's what's wild. I had not. I so, but, you hadn't no, heard but, it gets weird, but you just assumed. <laughs> continue, continue. But that's what I'm saying. Is like, it was shot so well. It was, like, such a... Because they'd just been drinking and, like, frolicking and yeah, enjoying yeah. this situation. And then the storm came. It was like, a be- wasn't it a beautiful night? And then the storm descended all of a sudden. Mm. And this woman shows up and she's, like, frantically, like, knocking on the door. And I just, like, I got that. I didn't actually think she was going to be the Cloverfield monster. But yeah, I, I got that you. really on feeling. Like, yeah, I did. I definitely <laughs> did. In fact, it was there. I digitally edited it in my version. But, no, that's, like, when my, my senses stood on end and I was like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. It was late at night. I wasn't watching with anybody. I was scared. I'm a, I'm a scared cat with movies. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Uh, so that's when I was like, my senses were kicked up. But I thought it was, I mean, what really stood out to me overall was that the performances were really good, which goes without saying because it won Best Picture. But like, 
I could tell the performances were really good, which mm-hmm. is only a statement of my own ignorance that I didn't necessarily expect yeah. to connect to a Korean movie as well, you know, because I have to read it, you know, I have to read the subtitles. And so I could still really tell that the performances were coming through, even though I'm reading and, you know, just picking up the, the you know, I can pick up the vocal tones, but not much mm-hmm. more than that. And so I thought that really stood out. And then there were, you know, it was there were some elements of surrealism, I felt like, in the whole thing. And like, the flood scene in their mm. in their little basement home was just in, incredibly well shot and produced and and the cat agrees. <laughs> but I loved it. I just yeah, I mean it was it was really good. Yeah, the whole scene from them escaping from the rich family's home and then the father and the, the daughter and the son going back down to see that their like garden level house was flooded semi-basement yeah exactly that's what i mean they were already halfway into the basement Mm -hmm. they were already just barely above the basement you Mm -hmm. know and then here they are running from the moment they leave the rich person's house it's filmed and it's i mean it's geographically that way but they are going down the entire time they're going down a hill down steps they're constantly going down it's just like a, a you know a literal showing of like classes where it's mm-hmm. like they're high class because they're not are like that class. far away like yeah they're fairly close they didn't like. ride like i don't think they rode any public transportation to mm-hmm. get there or anything like they just live physically underneath these rich people yeah. and then there's the even i guess you'd call like the even poorer family the original housekeeper and then as we find out her husband living like two basements mm-hmm. below the rich family literally mm-hmm. um yeah, it was just, if I agree, that whole shot of them leaving the house, going back to their flooded home was like, was beautiful. And there's a lot of really beautiful shots, but I think that took a tone of just like very kind of like moving art. I don't know if you've ever seen like when they advertise TVs at Costco or mm-hmm. Sam's and shit, and they just have like, this is like a forest, uh-huh. but it's, you know, just visuals to show this TV looks awesome, but it's, you know, like a moving picture. Yeah. It's a motion picture. Yeah. Um, I've heard stories. But yeah, it just looked, it was just like a painting come to mm-hmm. life. I was like, oh, this is so cool looking. But yeah, then you juxtapose it with just like kind of the horror of going home and your house is essentially flooded. The, the daughter going for cigarettes and then mm-hmm. sitting on top of this toilet that's essentially at the ceiling, which is already kind of weird. And just shooting out black sludge while she's smoking it, like I ah, just fuck it. Yeah, was like a great shot, and it's it was very it was very tastefully done, but it was also just like so much tension to that movie. Mm-hmm. Even though I feel like I knew exactly where it was going the minute they found the second basement and family living underneath. Yeah, you definitely the rich knew family. Some folks was gonna die. But like you just didn't know how or when or that the the dad of the you know Mr. Kim was gonna stab mr park or any of that i didn't think see that coming Mm -hmm. and um yeah it was just it was interesting interesting twists that it had i don't want to interrupt but before we talk about the the conclusion and have some of that point out do you think as some people i've talked to yeah believe that this movie had no symbolic message (laughs) I thought this whole movie was just a giant symbolic <laughs> message. Like, I, if if there, if this really isn't a criticism because it is the movie. Yeah. But like, if there's anything that I would critique about this film is that like the the class dynamic, like that that was the movie. <laughs> like, I've you know the phrase "laying it on a little thick" comes to mind, mm. but like that was the whole movie. Yeah, it was like and there I was. Res- 
I've talked to some people who were like, I just thought it was entertaining. I didn't really think it was trying to send a message. And I'm like, you didn't. <laughs> like, just the way everyone acted was almost like a caricature. Like, I can't imagine you watch that and think like, this yeah. is how all regular humans act. Mm-hmm. And this is just a fun, there's a romp, yeah. you know? And it's like, no, these guys are, you know, the rich folks are acting very aloof and they don't uh, give a shit. And the poor family is acting very, like, how many times is that poor family whether it's fighting with the other poor family is like on its hands and knees uh-huh. or crawling around. There were two, there were at least two shots, like where they literally cr- like crawled upstairs. Yeah, there's no like exactly. a, like an actual parasite. Yeah, or there's spider. like no reason for them to actually do that, there but was, they do it, yeah. and it fits the movie. It fits right. a character, but it's like how you, how you can watch that and not think that there's like symbolism mm. of them being a little more like animalistic. The scene and everything. where the guy's the ghost. He's not a oh, ghost. Jesus. That's that was, that's scarier than shit I've seen in horror movies. His eyes were weird too. Yeah, like. I think they did something with his yeah. eyes. They were like super white, yeah. and from a di- uh, no, I was out. <sighs> Ooh, I'm just thinking about it right now. <laughs> makes me fucking like I'd if I saw that coming at a distance from me up steps, oh, I would jump out a fucking window, yeah. a closed a window. Closed I would jump yes. straight the fuck oh, out. Oh yeah, yeah. I would. Uh, I'd see if I could like rock the fridge over and like you know like dump it in my ass. <laughs> bitch. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we agree on that. But yeah, it's like, and then like a big. I mean, a, 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 a central plot point that ultimately becomes the decisive flaw in the movie is that the running suggestion that the poor family literally has a stench of poverty about them (laughs) they don't even really describe it either which is the whole point it's just like this thing they don't like Uh about they can't really even identify it they just like smell it and what was weird was like so at, at first and i think i think this was intentional by the director and the you know the screenwriter, but mm. like the first time it comes out, the little kid who's like the soothsayer in the whole movie mm. smells them and all all, and I think you're supposed to think, oh well, they all you it's you know because what you really think is that the secret is that they're all part of the same family, mm. and you're supposed to think, oh well, they shouldn't smell the same because then that's tip off that they're the same family. But mm. like over time, that develops into oh no, they don't smell like the same brown brand of dawn detergent they smell like poor people (laughs) (laughs) and uh like and you know what's his name mr park who for the most part and that's one of the things i i thought was was unique about this is like the park family didn't seem evil no no point did they seem like really malicious or anything yeah i think if it was an american movie Oh, they'd be, like, real mean yeah, and shit, too. Yeah, they'd be too. real, like, Ebenezer Scrooge. Or, like, they'd be normal, and then there'd be some moment. Like, like the Get Out thing, where it's like, oh, he's, like, sawing up black people in his basement. Which was obviously, oh, like, overdone on purpose. Yeah, sorry. Well, spoilers for everything. <laughs> spoilers for everything. Oh, you haven't seen it. Oh, that's the yeah. worst. I'm the worst. Yeah, I'm sorry. Was, yeah, when I said I haven't seen it, that's what I meant. <laughs> I'm gonna die now Oh, that's inside. fine. But... Uh, you know, he's sawing them up with lumps. <laughs> you gotta say, he's sawing them up. Uh, or is he? Yeah, who knows? That's not actually exactly what he's doing. So there's still some mystery. But in any case. But there Never wasn't this, it. like, very dramatic where it's like, oh, they, you know, the Park family 
is not pretty normal, but they have actual slaves. I, like did, whatever, I mean, I did know, think like, as they descended uh-huh. into that sub-basement the first time, I was like, oh my god, the lighting and everything. Like, this is Saw. They're yeah. like harvesting human organs yeah. downstairs. Yeah, yeah, definitely when they're going down there, you think it's going to be something way dark. Way, you know, I mean, it can't, it's not, can't really be any darker than what it actually is, but like something way more like complex. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. Other world. Just like super grotesque and in your face. Yeah. And like, but, but all of that is to say is like Mr. Park, who I thought was great. And I thought Mrs. Park had a, like, the actress was phenomenal on this, but like Mr. Park kept doing the like, oh, but he stinks so bad. Like, I like this driver, but he stinks so bad. And he kept Mm. saying that same thing about like, but he never crosses the line or whatever, which is literally the class line of like getting too (laughs) intimate with his superiors. So like. I don't know where people get off thinking not really a message to this one yeah and it's like two what does he ask he asked mr park when he was driving at first like something about love and his wife mm-hmm. and then you can kind of see that like he's sort of like oh i think he says yeah something like that and mm-hmm. so like he doesn't like isn't necessarily in love with his wife in the same yeah. way that maybe mr kim is with his and then he asks him that later right before the sort of end scene where he's like oh you love your wife and the guy's like you're here for business like why are you talking to me and it was almost like almost felt like this last attempt jab of like so are you actually pretty like distant from me are we friendly or are Mm -hmm. we not let me ask this question he pretty much was like no we're not friendly don't ask me that and he would i think that was a little bit of a tipping point really yeah that and the final sniff or whatever but like i think i think part of that was like i think mr kim especially and i think all of the kim's develop kind of an affection for mrs park mm-hmm. you know because they the tutor guy who sets this whole thing off with the rock and everything mm-hmm. who i always thought was going to come back and play some role and never did <laughs> but he um he called her like simple yeah. you know and she kind of is but i don't <laughs> the first scene you introduced her she is has is asleep outside. Yeah, she's asleep all the time. <laughs> and then the maid has to go out and taps her yeah. and taps her and then has to like clap in um, front of her face to wake her yeah. up. I was like, is this girl passed out in the middle of the day from <laughs> she like does drinking? Have narcolepsy. But but like I she seemed there I think there was more complexity there than yeah. kind of we were meant to believe. And I think Mr. Kim especially really was fond of her. And mm-hmm. even though he'd done a lot of the most severe manipulation of her. And so I think that was part of why I kept asking was like, he didn't want her to be stuck in this sort of, you know, bondage to mm-hmm. someone who didn't really love her. Um, but then I mean, he, they did all have to listen to them uh, essentially have sex yeah, with each other while they were under the table. That's true. Again, at one point, this whole family, most of this family is hiding underneath a table like mm-hmm. bugs mm-hmm. away from the rich family. Mm-hmm. And then they say. crawl away. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty, uh, I don't know, pretty symbolic. <laughs> the nose, the but... movie's just called Parasite. Yeah. It's just on the front. Um, yeah, and I think what's interesting, though, is that mm. they're both parasites off of each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not a one way parasitic relationship, mm-hmm. which I guess technically is just a symbiotic relationship, yeah. so it should have been called symbiosis. So take away the Oscar. <laughs> but. Yeah, sorry, you were going to say something. Oh, as I say, though, it was really interesting to me that um, in the end, everyone, of anyone that died on the in the Kim family, that it was just the daughter. Yeah. Because to me, the more I looked at it, the more I realized, I think the reason they had to, like, symbolically kill the daughter was that the daughter was, like, the most 
ingenious one out of all of them was mm-hmm. the most like because she made like fake certificates yeah. from colleges she was like really good at manipulating people she probably could have risen out of poverty yeah. on her mm-hmm. own and so it was like well we can't symbolically have that so they kill her and also they talked a lot about when the family when the part or the kim family is you know in the park family's house on their own just drinking and eating and shit mm-hmm. before the maid shows up again uh they talk a lot about how the daughter like fits in there they're mm-hmm. like oh yeah i saw you in the bathtub and everything you looked like you like fit in here and everything it's like this seems like she would be someone that could actually become rich and do better for herself and you know pull herself up by the mm-hmm. metaphorical bootstraps and so they kill her to be like see there's no there's hope, no hope. Yeah. there's zero hope that's yeah, the, that's, that's the whole really point. point the ending is like no hope yeah i noticed that a lot super too bittersweet with the like oh well i'm gonna make the money and buy the house and you can just yeah. come out and it's like no you're not well that's the thing <laughs> did you notice too so the the dad mr kim they talked a lot about like a lot of his failed business ventures mm-hmm. and then when they went down and they met the the maid's husband or whatever in the sub basement they talked about Spider-Man, how yeah. yeah how he went to like law school Cornell. and then he went to like did a bunch of business ventures oh yeah and then the son at the end is like oh yeah i'm gonna start a business i'm gonna make some money we'll get you out of there and it's like no because no, yeah. this never works for mm-hmm. anybody and apparently i read something that law school in korea is like one of the few ways that uh korean poor korean families can like gain notoriety and mm-hmm. sort of you know bunk the class system and move up but they're very like law school would be it's very hard mm-hmm. and you have to pay a lot of your own money to take the test to get study to go to these night schools and then you don't pass and you don't pass a second or third time and i don't know they have like a strike system or whatever and you're bankrupt you're mm-hmm. bankrupt from and you didn't make it so now you're even worse than you were before and apparently this happens a lot and so it's one of these things where i guess someone said yeah if you look at these i don't think we could read them because they're in korean but Mm -hmm. like the books that were in the sub basement for this guy there were a lot of these law school books and it was like oh so he's like one of these people that tried and couldn't and then he was in with like loan sharks too Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah yeah, Apparently it's a hard down there to get away from from, loan sharks. yeah which is what i think i do you know why the original maids like faces all beat up was that from when she shows up a second time was that from like her peach allergy or was that from i thought it was like getting beat up by loan sharks yeah it might have been yeah what what made her bleed what made her nose bleed the first time yeah i don't know did they do something to her to like hurt her not i forget no not before she like let him downstairs like, wasn't it no like i'm saying when like when they got her removed yeah. They had the peach thing, but didn't they also make her like cough up blood or something? Oh, they like faked faked that she coughed oh, up blood. Tomato, yeah. That okay. okay. So yeah. here's the we've been very serious, yada yada. There are some absolutely hilarious parts of oh, this movie. Oh, for sure, yeah. That dude's face. The dad uh Mr. Kim's face when he turns around after squirting like ketchup on this uh-huh. napkin and pulls it out of the trash can, it's doing all this dramatic music like, uh-huh. Oh see, their plans come to fruition and it's all these strings and shit uh-huh. and he turns around and ha- makes this like frowny face holding it up <laughs> to Mrs. Park like, Oh no, I told you it's tuberculosis <laughs> and it was like Oh man, that was so funny. Yeah, there was a lot of really hilarious stuff in there. I thought like the whole opening, you know, was was kind of funny too mm. like they you know searching for cell signal and stuff like that and i realized too they said speaking of the music just yeah. real quick that scene with the opera music which yeah. is what you were talking about like that opera yeah i don't remember the specifics of why but i found an article where like those 
pieces were chosen very specifically for like what they said in Italian or whatever they oh, were really? written in and like Parasite, what they represented. Parasite, yeah. Parasite <laughs> like over and over. The movie El Parasitio. They said something yeah, at the beginning of the movie too when they're folding pizza boxes, which mm-hmm. is their like side gig yeah. or their only gig or one of their many. It's a gig economy. Yeah. That the lady was like, oh, one out of every four of these is like fucked up. And it made me, I don't know why it made me think, but it, it makes me think that's the dad. Yeah. That like be. can't fold because he's uh-huh. like constantly just get rich and trying to do as many because mm-hmm. he's like, oh, we got to do this quickly. And so like he tried to do as many as he could, but they weren't like folded right. Yeah. But anyways, when they're like one quarter of these are bad, I was like, I bet that's one of them. Oh, that's yeah, for sure. Up. I'm sure. Yeah. But it, uh, you know, it was a great movie. How many like there's a lot of different sets, you know, like they're mm-hmm. in a basement, they're in this place. But as far as like locations goes, it's like two places. Yeah. It's like the rich people's house and their house. And, that's and it that. had a pretty big budget, but not like Hollywood. Yeah blockbuster big i think it was like 70 million or something mm. which is and like they're rarely plenty in, of money but not they're rarely in the rooms of the house except for like the big central room and the mm-hmm. kitchen and everything so yeah i found it really interesting and i just i think one of the things that uh brought budget home was 11 million oh really that's pretty yeah. cheap man yeah the cumulative worldwide gross 257 million so i think it did all right <laughs> that's apparently why horror they make horror movies and if they're bad horror movies is that horror movies don't cost a Super lot but they budget. they'll like, turn around money mm-hmm. um Makes sense. one of the things that i thought like sort of drew this whole movie together mm-hmm. was when yeah they're going down back to their house and it's flooded and that was from the rain and then the next day when Mr. Kim is driving Mrs. Park around to get groceries and stuff. And she's talking about like, oh yeah, the rain canceled our, our camping trip yesterday, but it was like really fortuitous because like the grass is really green now and you know, it's like just a beautiful day in our yard. Mm-hmm. And that's like, man, so like rain, just rain that we all experience. Rich people, hey, you know, my yard and it's actually not so bad or whatever. And poor people, literally all their shit's gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like just how different yeah. your class... How different your life can be just based on your class structure viewing the same thing through mm-hmm. like a different lens. Yeah, and that whole the whole soliloquy that dad goes on about not making plans because mm-hmm. plans always betray you and yeah. never come through and then the son immediately is like, I'm going to make, make a, a plan. plan. I was like, oh shit. I don't even know because he writes it out in Morse code. But how is he going to communicate that back to the to dad? The dad? Like, that was the one. That's right? the one thing where he's like, "Yeah, he's like writing it out himself." And I'm like, "And how will you get to this <laughs> yeah, to him?" Exactly. Just become an English tutor again. That's right. In the same house. The same I didn't. Thing. I didn't approve of that. Uh, that that uh, relationship between oh, the son and the predatory. the middle school daughter. I think probably like early high school but kind of gross i don't like that i don't like that the older son maybe she was a seductress maybe she was a succubus (laughs) (laughs) that's his uh that's his uh, follow-up to parasite succubus parasite part two um but yeah i mean go watch it it's on hulu it's great it's very good i loved it uh we hardly really talked about the the central climactic conclusion of it with the guy running out and stabbing and killing the people that killed his wife which I mean, did yeah. happen so. yeah so yeah so one point Aaliyah does roll down the steps and smack her head and just Should really die immediately doesn't die immediately but dies later never not a grotesque scene uh-huh. like no not a smashing skull no, or anything but, but the sound yeah. ooh, the sound uh-huh. yeah not great also, the best scene for me, other than the guy coming up the steps of this crazy-ass mm-hmm. white eyes, is when they go down into the basement. Like, not 
into the sub basement but into the first basement uh-huh. the regular basement and like the original maid is like turning around like hey come oh, down with me yeah. and then she just walks down into like blackness and i was like oh shit yeah. i was like no nah, yeah. just like, leave don't, just don't leave close that up you close that up and you, leave that up. And you never come back oh that was such a like chill yeah that scene. i was like watching that and i was like <laughs> Yeah, you can just I was feel like, the I tone want to look change. Up on Wikipedia and see what they find down there, because I don't want to find out the horror. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, uh, it was the Cloverfield monster. Yes, <laughs> it was all. It's always the Cloverfield monster. So, uh, anything else you want to say about that, or shall we close it? No, go watch it. It's a great right, movie. Go watch it. Give us your thoughts. Send your questions in. We'll debate next week. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's an hour and forty minutes of a podcast. That's a good effort. That's yeah, a good go. I would that's say. really good. Uh, for no hockey, no t- no topics, we did all yeah, right. You're welcome so, for all the content. Happy anniversary, everybody, for the St. Louis Blues winning the Stanley Cup, and uh, talk to you next week. We went Blues. We went Blues. And the time winds down. They did it. It's over. The game is over. The series is over. The wait is over. And the St. Louis Blues are the Stanley Cup champions for the first time in franchise history. Oh, I'm